Hey, we're back for another Grow the Bunch Weekly Short. I'm Leslie Boomer, and this week's thought partner is Mr. Neil Glatt. Hey, Neil. Hey, Leslie. How's it going? Everything is going very well. How about you? Same. Awesome. I um, am here all in for this conversation today, Um, but I'm going to let you just go ahead and take the lead because this is all about working in your strength zone. Yeah. I mean, you, you introduced me to this. I'm surprised, uh, (laughs) this is, this must be a, um, student teach the teacher moment, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is like my, this is my jam all day long, every day. I mean, uh, unbelievably humble. You were one of the, like the first 300 people ever to become a certified strengths coach, right? That is true. Yeah. Yep. Um, Love it. So yeah, I do love, I do love the strength zone. I think that you introducing me to this concept, gosh, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, absolutely changed the trajectory of my career and, um, my awesome. quality of life and everything. So I super appreciate for that. So yeah, I wanted to chat about it because it's just about, um, you know, how do we work smarter and, mm-hmm. um, the whole, uh, thing that I observe all the time with managers, now that I'm aware of this mm-hmm. strength zone opportunity is, man, you are just working so hard at something that you don't even care for. Right. And you're putting so much effort to, um, this work and you have people around you on your team or in your network who can probably do it better. Um, who would probably be more energized to do that kind of work. And I'm just always shocked to hear that only about one in five employees globally say they get to do their best work every day. You know, you're saying something right here that I think kind of leans into one of the biggest issues surrounding this, admitting that you're not good at everything. Oh, yeah. You know, being able to say there's somebody that's better suited for this task than me. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's... For me, it's it's been the biggest understanding of this all is just, man, working smarter often means passing this off or partnering up in some way. 100%. The more you know about yourself, the more capable you are of seeing the areas where you're not as strong in other people and letting them kind of walk in tandem with you so that you can get twice as much done, four times yeah. as much done. Yeah, and... and um, you know, you have to understand others too, right? Yes. So you and I both firmly believe in the, the power of the strengths finder tool, um, yep. you know, which is a cheap assessment. You can, you can do it for 20 bucks or, or something like that. Um, and, and take this assessment and get told freakishly well, um, you know, in this really nice consistent language, what you're great at and what your partners are great at. Um, but I tell people all the time, you actually, you don't have to, you just have to sit down and say, what do you like doing best? Or, yeah. or what was a peak experience in your life? And what do you think enabled that? Um, and people do really well at identifying that, but so few managers even have that conversation. Yeah. So a simple question. Tell me about a success in your life as a manager, just asking people, what do you really love to do in the workplace? And you're going to start hearing people's strengths. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of managers, even senior individual contributors, their reaction is to just dive in. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea here is to um, realize there's there's a more intelligent option than just diving in often. 
right? Which yes. is assessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> simply asking, what are the key strengths required for success here versus what can I do because there's a problem happening, right? It's it's moving from mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> being purely reactional to being a little strategic. And, and for me, that's what I equate with, hey, this is a more intelligent method of working. For sure. I mean... I don't know about you, but for years I felt like I, it was almost a matter of, I don't want anybody to see my weaknesses. So I'm going to, you know, I'm doing everything myself. Mm. You work so long, so hard doing things that you're just not the best at because you don't want people to see that you can't do it all. What a waste of time. It, It is. And I think, you know, for someone who hasn't had some of our experience, right? If you just think back to anything you do, it could have been, this morning could have been yesterday, could have been, you know, a few months ago, but some period of time where you were working and you completely lost track of time. Um, you felt like everything was flowing really well. Um, you know, the work that was produced was just some of your best ever, Mm -hmm. right? There's something innate there in what you were doing and how you were doing it that could be replicated. I don't know, almost every day. Um, mm-hmm. but often is not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that word flow, it's yeah. like when you're, you're in a zone and you just, you lose track of time. Yeah. Things uh, are just, yeah, going, uh, things are easy. It's, mm-hmm. it's an energizing experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have that glimpse of excellence. Uh, for me, those are the clues that we're always trying to, yeah to tug on, right. As managers to work smarter. Yeah, and it does take a little bit of effort as a manager to be listening for those things in your people. Yes. Just kind of asking a few basic questions, but boy, the payoff for them and for you, because you're you're all working smarter, is is pretty huge. Yeah, it's like shifting into another gear of work as a team. Mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, that's what I've been uh, reflecting on, you know, just how do we solve this Man, it feels mm-hmm. like a never-ending to-do list. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, maybe work is affecting your your physical well-being or your social relationships, or maybe you just you know you have more that you want to do in life than you feel like you can right now. Um, I think that the there's probably a smarter way to be working. There's no question about it, and I mean to kind of wrap on that, it's like. As you said, there there is the Clifton Strengths Assessment. There's a tool and a language and resources that are very affordable. Um, but if you don't want to do that, talk to a coach once. You know, ha- I would encourage listeners get in touch with Neil. He can set you up with a couple of questions that you can routinely use for your team and for yourself <laughs> to kind of discover what it is that you makes you really satisfied in the workplace and brings you the highest level of efficiency and satisfaction at the same time. Yeah. We'd love to share those conversation guides and get more people on the strengths movement. For sure. And I, I know that we, my husband and I both Clifton strengths, uh, certified coaches, we've been working with a lot of, um, small teams in this regard, um, recently, and just being able to see the transformation is pretty incredible. Um, short term and then long term, watching how people grow when they're really aware of what they do well and who they need to partner with to get the the best out of themselves and others. 
So, listeners, thank you for being a part of uh, the Grow the Bench community, but I'm going to encourage you to sit back and think, reflect like Neil has been about how can you work smarter, and if you think that this is a way that you can do that, you know where to find Neil. Thanks, Leslie. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will be talking to you again in another couple of weeks with Neil. And we may or may not be looking at something that could look like the flip side of working smarter, working faster, working better. So until then, have a great week. And we thank you for listening to another Grow the Bench weekly short.